Welcome back. Chapter two, book two. Um, so as I, we were launching the podcast, I received, well, I was sending it out to friends and then I received a lot of compliments in return. And it obviously it felt really good um, that we were, people were excited about our sibling project. Um, I received things from like, wow, this is excellent to like, wow, this is something that we need right now. And we were in the middle of a pandemic. So that felt particularly like validating. I was just wondering what kind of feedback did you all get from your friends? Well, I think I got a lot of, um, I don't listen to podcasts, but good for you. (laughs) 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 I was gonna say like, I, you know, I've got, I think there was like verbal or text compliments about, oh, this is, you know, this is cool that we're doing it. But, and, and, and it was great to receive it. Um, but I was just thinking, I think that when you receive compliments or verbal compliments or words from friends, it really invigorates you, Han. And like more so than me, like I just, I think it just weighs differently. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you see Han after she gets out of her art class? Like she comes out the door, she skips down the hallway and then she shows up and she's like, my teacher complimented me today. <laughs> uh-huh. They said I was a good artist. I know that. I know. That. I know that. <laughs> Look out for Hatton's art, everybody. I mean, I know for myself that um, these words, like they really nourish me in a way that it lets me know I'm doing well. And so just tying it back into last episode, we talked about belonging a little bit. And this brings me to a concept that I, or the fir- first time I inter- learned about this idea was like love languages at a sermon I heard from a pastor at a local church um, sometime in grad school. And it was about love languages. And I thought, wow, this is like pretty useful. And I also have like an affinity for love languages and or affinity for quizzes, <laughs> should I say, personality <laughs> quizzes particularly. And so I thought it would be really important or really cool for us to do an episode together on how we're, how we like, express love and then also how we like to receive love and just making sure that we connect with one another. And then we also communicate well too. So this is love languages for book two, chapter two of growing up when welcome to growing up when a story of four siblings holding on to our identity while fulfilling our parents' dreams. I'm Hung. I'm Karen Hunt. I'm Hedda Hugh. And I'm Ben Huang. These are the blessings and challenges of growing up Moen in America. To give a little background on the love languages, it's an idea founded by Gary Chapman, and he designated these five love languages. So there's quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, and receiving gifts. And these five love languages are kind of like categories of where of like how you receive love or how you like to communicate with others. And obviously everyone might have a little bit different love language. So it's always good to know about how you communicate and how someone else would like to be communicated. And so you can build a better bond with each other. Uh, if you guys would like to know more information about it, you can take the assessment or there's there'll be info in our website and our blog. So go check it out. 
Okay. Are y'all ready? Let's do it. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Self-assessment. So what are the results, everyone? I got acts of service as my top. And gifts was actually a close second, plus or minus 5%. Where <laughs> science people, where you at? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't too surprised. Um, and I, I think partly because it just made sense to me. I feel that it was accurate in, in two parts. Um, first, I know that I guess I'm more just maybe personally, I carry a lot of responsibility in terms of things I have to do and take care of. So it always feels um, helpful and welcomed when someone helps cross off a task on my list, whether it could be something as simple as taking the, you know, dropping off mail at the post office or even picking up some grocery item at the supermarket. Like it just feels like a little bit of a weight off my shoulders. And the second part and why I thought it rung true is because that's how I grew up. And I would imagine you all grew up (laughs) and you might feel that way. Um, But you let me know as I get into the story about Bangwai because Mm. Bangwai is the one that cooked for, um, for me, for our whole family. She even sukkum for me or, you know, fed, spoon fed me. (laughs) Uh, She did the grocery shopping. She babysat me, Hatton, Hugh and Huang, and even other kids from, you know, our friends and family, our neighbors, like Bang Wai, was about service. Like that's how she gave back to people or just how she provided her time for people, like things that she can do. I mean, if you go like way back in Vietnam, I don't remember the story when Maya told us that Bang Wai, you know, went to find a way for her village to have clean water and got a hose I don't know how, but, or she put money in, she like sold things and then got a hose and so, so that she could, you know, fill the, um, from the well and then use that hose to fill up clean water buckets for everyone in the village. I mean, she took her own time to go figure out how to get this hose and how to get clean water to everyone in the village. Like that's her service. And she was like, I'm going to provide clean water for everyone. And, and that's something that she brought with her, that same feeling of acts of service to, her, you know, her family when we came to the United States. Because if I think about it, Bomea, you know, they first settled in Oakland, got a house together. But when you, when you first buy your first house in Oakland in the 1990s, it's not the most, you know, mm-hmm. house that you see nowadays in, yeah. <laughs> in, in no. Palo Alto or Silicon Valley. It's... um it needed a lot of repair. <laughs> Dilapidated, mm-hmm. I think is the word. <laughs> Dilapidated. <laughs> and Bangwai, I mean, she didn't know how to fix houses, but she was there and her access service was taking care of me as a baby and Hatton as the baby when she came. Um, to, to Oh, actually, on a little side note, to give you an example of how like dirty or dilapidated this house was, when Bangwai changed Hatton's diaper, <laughs> she opened it. There was like dead fleas or mosquitoes that crawled into the diaper. Oh, so she's like dead oh, bugs and oh, stinky oh. pee or stinky poop. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe I had this fart knock them out. <laughs> you didn't need no pest service. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's just to say that it wasn't like the most comfortable. But Bagua, for her providing for us was, you know, through caring for Hatton 
wiping her bum. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but it wasn't just Bangwai. It was Ongwai. He didn't know too much about fixing houses, but he lended his hand whether to, you know, figure out how to get the door to work or, you know, paint something. And our uncles chipped in um, mm-hmm. with their time. And when I say chipped in, I mean with the acts of service. They weren't, it was, there was no money. We weren't, they were an immigrant family. And with, you know, what, very little to, well, the money to, to, to use, it was about what can we do for each other? And I think about how, I'm going to like jump a little bit of ahead, but I was thinking about, um, oh, going back to hence words of affirmation. I was like, if you had a dilapidated house and someone went by, like, oh, congratulations on buying a new house. I mean, I guess that's cool, but I guess within the family, yeah. it's like you want their acts of service because you want this dilapidated house to be a brand spanking awesome house in a few months, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you know, buying a house is a whole ordeal thing. So, I mean, I don't know. Buying a house could be pretty rewarding, especially if someone compliments you on, you know, being able to get a house for yourself. (laughs) I guess, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, no, you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I think we can, like, you can weigh it. But I think in terms of, um, you know, what I see within our family, like, acts of service is very important and it weighs heavily for us. And I think that's why it's so, so big for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can understand that for sure. Um, I think one thing I wanted to jump back to was um, you mentioned the responsibility of being the eldest. And it actually reminded me of a quote. I think it goes, I give the gift of being the first. Um, And what that quote kind of says to me is that the first child actually goes through all the expectations of a lot of expectations. And then every child thereafter gets to do a little bit more of like being themselves, being free to live and explore themselves. And because like all the expectation is housed on this like firstborn, I mean, A, it's like really hard, lots of pressure. um, And it's a lot of work to kind of like meet expectations. Um, And I, I feel like for myself, there's moments where I feel I can step away from that of just either doing something different and kind of, um, kind of like definitely having less burden, I I would call it. Um, I don't have to be like top of my class or the number one person doing this skill set. Um, and one story that comes to mind when I was in high school was I was talking to a senior and he, he asked me, we were just generally talking and he was asking like, what's your birth order? And I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm the second. He's like, Oh, isn't it great that you're whenever like you two are playing, right? You and your old sister are playing. And then both of you cries, right? Who gets in trouble? And I was like, oh, my sister. And he's like, yeah, right? <laughs> I, I was like, oh, you're right. Um, it's it's always on the responsibility um, or it's always on the eldest to play safely, gently, and and with responsibility. So I guess my question to you, Hung, is does it make you choke up? Choke up? I don't mess up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess yeah. that was more like, does it make you cry? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like hearing it, you're like, you know, you, oh God, here we go. <laughs> you're like, oh, like, you know, it's not like you, you, I hear you acknowledging that there is a weight of being the first. And um, I guess I don't realize it because you carry it for so long. And then you're like, oh, is that what it is? Is that what feels heavy? Mm-hmm. Is that why my lower back hurts? Or is it this chair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, yeah, yeah. 
Well, uh, you and I are quality time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quality time for us. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Like what Hunt was describing. We were we were giving the gift of being the first. Or maybe <laughs> me more so. I don't know, Hutton. Hutton was, 75, 25? We'll share it. Okay, we'll split it. Hutton just said that the second gets um get, gets to like blame the oldest. So it was, you know, twenty-five percent. I took some blame for Hutton. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. But do you think I mean going back to what Han said, like you know, carrying the weight of being the first. I mean, through acts of service, we were doing things for, I guess, almost in a way, paving the way for like immigrant children, like parents of immigrant or children of immigrant parents to, you know, to see what their, what their life would be like coming to a new country. And so, you know, I've done a lot of that. And then so and then given you guys a little bit more opportunity to be hopefully carry a little bit less of the weight, 10 percent or less. <laughs> nah, I think we got quality time because you know we wanted you to pay attention to us. Oh wow! wow. We yeah. wanted your time. <laughs> um, you know what's funny? Um, I'm just gonna take it there. I I feel like this is true of like an immigrant experience too, where the parents are so hard at work and just away from home mm. that the kids don't get to spend so much time with their parents and that to me feels a longing or in itself like a way to hunger for love is that what do you think does that relate to quality time i was thinking mm, not that (laughs) (laughs) i was was thinking more of like when he texted me the other day to like check up on me oh (laughs) i hadn't reached out for a while (laughs) Like, like that kind of attention bro it was I'm gonna tell you now. It was so, it was so awkward. <laughs> so uh, no one knows. I don't know. I don't know if y'all know this, but I don't like it when people text me with periods. It's weird. <laughs> I find it weird. But he texted me with so many like actual punctuation. He was like, "Hi Huang. Period. How are you? Question mark." <laughs> It's like, why are you asking me like this? Like, why are you like you've never done this before? <laughs> well, but. Okay, you go first, but I would like to explain myself. But I knew that you were checking up on me, so I do appreciate that. And I understood what you were trying to communicate, even with all the periods. Mm -hmm. Well, what I was going to say is that I think also when I think about quality time as like a love language, I think people often think that it has to be something that is done in person, that you can only hang out with them one on one. But I just thought that it would be nice. I think you can also do it in different mediums. So I just texted you, but I also did it in a joking kind of way because I knew you'd be freaked out if I just out of the blue was like, <laughs> hi, Huang, how are you? <laughs> You're pranking me. So that's a tone that came across just with your periods. Mm-hmm. But I texted you because I wanted to check in. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely got that. I, definitely got I checked that. in on you yesterday too. Yeah, but like... What did I say? It's not, what did I say? You said, did you buy the kind bars from Safeway? <laughs> I said, yes. And you said, K's, K, spelled K-A-Y-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z. <laughs> and that was the end of our conversation. kind bars. <laughs> but if you had said no, it would have been an act of service. I would have bought you kind bars. Boom. Bought it for you. 
Two, it would arrive at your doorstep. A gift. Two love languages, y'all. My drop. <laughs> no. hey, hey, slow down. It's not a competition here, huh? <laughs> I got here trying to follow the love languages in this one thing. She's like, acts of service, <laughs> acts of service, receiving gifts. You know what? Quality time, because I thought of you and I, I thought of buying it. Uh, what is it? A physical touch. You know, I put that bar in a box and I sent it to you. That's There you go. I mean, it's it's all about thought, right? I like gifts. Yeah. I give y'all gifts. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I was thinking, you know, not to say I'm not calling anyone out, but she's calling us out. No, calling anyone like out. You, <laughs> <laughs> folks in, like when you you realize, oh. like folks do know your love language, but they don't, you know, like gift me gifts. It's like a little disappointing. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 not that oh, you guys I, I'm not pointing fingers or calling you <laughs> out or anything like I said <laughs> I don't know I mean I feel it too when people don't like fulfill your love language it's kind of irritating you know, Huang said it better you know, when they don't fulfill your love language yeah take out my part and say put that rephrase that <laughs> they don't no because I'm thinking Cause I'm thinking that like if I if I wanted to hang out with someone and like I took the time to block out a piece of my busy schedule <laughs> to go hang out with someone like that's the expectation we're gonna hang out and like we we agreed upon this but if you flake like I don't know I I I feel disrespected you know <laughs> it's just it's kind of I, I made time for you why are you gonna cancel. Mm-hmm. I, I like how I'm going really hard at this, but you know, like I, I, I mean, sometimes I flake. But you, you, right? You don't flake. But you know, I reschedule. I make the effort to come back. You know, it's I put it on myself to make sh- the plans for the next time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think? There we go. Because I know, um, I think we had talked about in the last book that you know, we growing up, Bo was often late to pick us from school. Do yeah. you think that has anything to do with your like quality time or? No, I don't think so. I think I just got used to it. I mean, the only like annoying thing was just like when you're waiting and then they told you to like go inside and call your parent. It's just like, oh, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, why why is everyone laughing? I didn't think it was that funny. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess just because it's true, like (laughs) it's so true. Like I know, like I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about like Bowl's just gonna come late. Like that's Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think about it and I feel like I spent or we spent a lot of quality time with Bowl because like he would take me on like going on his like handyman duties and like going to fix Mm. things with him. So I was always like around as Bo was like running errands just because he didn't always have time to drop us off at home or you know drive us over to Bengali's house so that she could watch us just because he was so busy Mm. but I mean I guess that makes me think do you think that the way that you like to receive love is how you probably like to give love too Mm. Ooh, that's like a really good question and I feel like within the question it's like inherently true because I'm just thinking about I know that Hoong likes to give gifts 
I, I'm like so certain and she likes to receive gifts too. <laughs> <laughs> no. <What>? I mean, <laughs> does she really? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, through all our experience, we can see that there's, you know, recognizing how we like to receive love and this love language is all about feeling like we belong, right? Feeling a sense of belonging. And we know that belonging is, is important to connect next as humans and humans have a, a, a tendency to want to connect. So when we build strong connections, that's when, um, that's when we're expressing love. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. Look at us. We're podcasting from all different places <laughs> and we're communicating with each other right now. That is, in itself is already an act of love, you know? <laughs> <laughs> This but, is quality time right here. All of us. Exactly. This is QT, QT. But I will say, we not only do we communicate in English, but we communicate in Viet too. So next episode, I think we're gonna dwell we're gonna delve into speaking Vietnamese inside of ho the home and outside of the home. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned, everyone. More communication coming to you soon. <laughs> All right. Period. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our podcast, Growing Up Nguyen. We'd love to hear what you think about our episode today. So please reach out to us through our website at www.growingupnguyen.com or follow us on Instagram at growing.up.nguyen. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. We're Hương, Han, Hyo, and Huang. And this is Growing Up Moyen. <laughs>